Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Our premium stroller and crib rentals are delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando area resort. It couldn't be easier. Book yours at KingdomStrollers.com. And Mouse Pros. Let our travel specialists plan your next vacation. Our concierge level service gives you the perfect hassle-free vacation. Get your free quote from Sean or any of our magical agents at MousePros.com. And now, it's show time! Your attention, please. One show for you to see. One for you and everyone. Oh, look at all the people. Pay attention, it's show time. I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Aloha. Come to the Tiki Room. Get your expialidocious tickets right here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. This is episode 349 for the week of April 20th-ish. Yeah, 20th. <laughs> um, 2021. Man, oh hey, Sean, did you ever think about being a DJ? It's like, hey, hey, welcome back to our show. I would love to do that. Yeah? Yeah, yes. why not? I used to be a DJ. I used to DJ in college. Um, I, did I don't have the voice for it. Did you like, wicka, 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 what? Yeah, I did it for Ramapo for half a semester. Oh, nice. I hated it because it was the midnight shift. <laughs> I, was co- I covered I covered baseball games oh, okay. uh, for part of it, and then I would do, like, you know, uh, on site. Like, I'd be there, the correspondent, you know, like, doing the remote. You know, we had the big box that we had to so drag around. Is this you, like, yeah. hi. This is Jesse. You you had a DJ voice? I, the, I did have a DJ Jesse. voice. Did Let me you? hear it. I want to hear it. Coming at the top of the hour, we got new music here on 90.9. <laughs> what was the call sign for the station? Oh, my gosh. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I forgot. Now it's like it's been 17 years. Um, 18 years. Jesse, I don't know I forgot. I, I can't remember what the call sign is. I'm gonna think about it. No, I'll I'll just randomly pop into it. <laughs> no, he he said baseball, and I just immediately pictured the scene from Major League. Oh. You guys, come fly ball. Yeah. Caught. <laughs> <laughs> and like the guy pouring the he's got a little flask pouring it into his coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. No, we used to play. Oh gosh, I used to have to cue that song. Put me in the game, coach. I'm ready to play. And you yep. remember? I don't know if you guys remember that. John Fogarty, center field. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I hear it now. Yeah, yeah. I can understand it. Matt, did you ever DJ? <laughs> Say that again. Did you ever DJ, Matt? Uh, no, I have no, no. DJ experience. No, so Sorry. like the, the podcast is like the height of it. Uh, yes, yes. This is my uh, my call to fame right here. Yeah. When you when you were recording with Scott on that that podcast, who who was the main host? You or Scott? It was you right? Um. Yeah. I mean, I did all the opening and, and closing and stuff. Oh, okay. So I guess that was. Uh, I, I guess I should put that on my resume. I, I keep forgetting to do that. You could, but then you'd have Scott attached to it. I don't know if you really want that. 
Who here has never met Scott? <laughs> Everybody has. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Brian, you met Scott when... Did you meet Scott when yeah. we were down there together? Is that when you met him for uh -huh. the first time? Oh, okay. Yeah. It is. Scott's special. Right, Scott? <laughs> Wait, yeah. no, he went, yep. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> you know he did. <laughs> I remember you guys said to him, what, what was it like when you first... When, he, when, when Man Scott first joined and I remember he was in the... Mat no, no. That wasn't him. I thought... I couldn't remember... Didn't, didn't you make him do something in the Magic Kingdom? Oh, what was it? Well, oh, we used, gosh. Well, we used to make him... We had the one live episode where we made him go places. Yeah. But, but we used to have him do um, the trivia in the parks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. And then he stopped actually, doing it. He actually questioned me, or I did one. I remember um, I met him at Disney Springs one time. And then okay. he, we went to the Hangar Bar. So. Gotcha. That's that's why Sean fired him. That's why he didn't want to do the, the park thing. Pretty anymore, much. Right, yeah. <laughs> I needed somebody to do that, and he didn't want to do it anymore. His wife was yelling at him. His wife was like, Scott, fired! You've got to stop that, Scott! No doing that in the park anymore. You're with your family now, Scott. You've got to play with us and not the strangers. I didn't know he was married <laughs> to Mary Poppins. Chim <laughs> <laughs> chim <laughs> Man, are we even doing a podcast here tonight? I don't know. <laughs> what do we? Have? I mean, this is the norm for us, right? <laughs> Pretty much. It's oh, we don't even do Scott. Keith isn't even here. I just realized that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, Keith. I you know you're not listening, but <laughs> um, yeah, Keith has a migraine, so he is not here. He probably won't be in the next one either, since we're recording two tonight. Well, it might be a couple weeks without Keith. Unless I record, recorded an extra one with Keith, maybe I'll throw that in there next week so you, you don't have to go too long without hearing his voice. We'll see. I got an idea. Sean, why don't you make a Keith soundboard? Like, once in a while, just pop, like, you know, push a button, and his oh, voice is a good idea. Oh, isn't that a great idea? Oh, my gosh, that'd be hilarious. It's like, hey, man, Keith, how you doing today? Yeah, doing great. And, you know, just have that one for, for every time. <laughs> there you go. Do that. We should do that for everybody. That's not a bad idea. We have one for Matt. Matt, what are you doing? I was running. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we found out last week that he was trying to run where Forrest Gump ran. Yeah, I was trying not to get ran over where Forrest Gump Right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, all right, you know, we're, we're, we totally derailed this, but um, yeah. I'm sure people enjoy the, the nonsense sometimes. I think, like, sometimes if you ever listen to another podcast and you just they go off on a tangent for some reason that's not typically Disney and just like you're enthralled by it then all of a sudden the topic changes and then you realize like you were listening to a Disney podcast or whatever podcast you were listening to yeah so yeah sometimes that works so um, Steve does have the news weeks the, this news week no the news this week so Steve from Disney Diary is going to deliver that to us in five four three two one Steve from Disney Diary here. This is What's News. There's been a price jump for creating your own hand-built lightsaber at Savvy's Workshop in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios. The starting price has jumped $20 from $199 to $219. Disney will be sharing never-before-released details in a 30-minute virtual presentation on April 29th at 11 a.m. on the Disney Parks blog. 
A Celebration Festival of the Lion King show at Disney's Animal Kingdom will return in mid-May, according to Jeff Fale, president of the Walt Disney World Resort. Walt Disney World has filed a permit indicating a new cast member entrance will be built between the Transportation and Ticket Center and Disney's Polynesian Village Resort off of Seven Seas Drive. This will replace the old Floridian Way entrance for Polynesian cast members who have the park at the Transportation and Ticket Center. Orange County, Florida Mayor Jerry Demings stated that he expects to relax the county's mask mandate sometime this summer. The majority of Disney World is located in Orange County. Physical distancing, guidelines, and temperature checks could be lifted earlier with the mandate. What Disney World will do is unknown. Disney has made one change already, allowing people to take their masks off for outdoor photos only if they are socially distanced from others. If you missed it, Disney's made some changes to its dress and style policy for cast members as it moves forward to implement its fifth guiding key principle, inclusion. Disney is opening up its approach to provide a greater flexibility with respect to forms of personal expression surrounding gender-inclusive hairstyles, jewelry, nail styles, costume choices, and allowing appropriate visible tattoos. And finally, as we all know, Disney World is turning 50 this year, but what else is celebrating its golden anniversary? Here are some businesses and products also created in 1971. Lucasfilm, Starbucks, and Sunglass Hut. The NASDAQ, the world's first electronic stock market open. FedEx, Jiffy Lube, and Cuisinart are also on the list. Ever hear of Weebles Wobble, but they don't fall down? Well, those egg-shaped toys debuted on July 23, 1971. And when it comes to food, Cup Noodle and Count Chocula, Frankenberry, Cocoa Pebbles, and Fruity Pebbles, well, they debuted on the shelves. And of course, the Quarter Pounder. A McDonald's franchise owner in Fremont, California, was experimenting with some new menu items, and in 1971, the Quarter Pounder was created, eventually spreading around the world. But because many countries do not use the U.S. system of weights and measures, the name has been different. In French-speaking Canada, it's known as the Quarter uh, de Livre. In Russia, it's called the Grand Cheeseburger. And as we all know from the film classic Pulp Fiction, in France, the burger is called Royale with Cheese. Please visit us at DisneyDiary.com for the latest news. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Disney Diary. Now, back to the Tiki 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 Hut. We are back from our break. Thank you, Steve, for the news this week. Make sure you check out Disney Diary for all your Disney news. But now, it's all about us. This week, we're going to talk about things that are uniquely Disney. Or maybe things that Disney was known for and the industry adopted to be more like Disney. As an example, that would be like charging for parking at the resorts. Oh, wait, no, no, Disney didn't start that. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Let's hear what you guys have to say about this topic here. Things that are uniquely Disney. Now, since, let's see, Brian, you weren't here last week because uh, you were doing your hair. I'm going to let you go first. All right. Um, I really enjoy that they actually wicka, offer wicka, a backstage. Wicka, wicka, what? Um, backstage VIP tours. It's nice to be able to go backstage and check out like the um, how they decorate the castle or the storage areas or how they get ready for a candlelight processional. Um my favorite had to be um, D-Lights. D-Lights is for um, the Christmas season. You get to check out the the, uh, the Candlelight Processional rehearsals, re- rehearsal area. Also, you get fed. You get a nice um, meal over at the Wilderness Lodge. Um, also, you get to kind of explore the warehouse where they store all the, um, the, 
the lights and the ornaments and the Christmas decorations. It's um, it's like a half a day event. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's not really not that expensive either. But that's what I kind of like. I like um, you actually can see it behind the scenes and go down to the cor cor corridors and all that. I never thought of tours. That's something I never even thought of. I know that. Uh, I mean, I know Universal way back in the day had private tours, but I don't think it was anything like to the extent of what Disney did. Mm-hmm. I know the Bush Gardens in Williamsburg, Williamsburg used to do a, a brewery tour. Does that count? Uh, is there free samples? I think there was. Then yes. Does Bush Gardens have a brewery inside the park? It's kind of right on the side of the park. Oh, okay. I mean, you can you can see it. Like, you get to go see the Clydesdales and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I hate promoting Budweiser, but I guess I'm doing it right now. But, um, yeah, they, you could go into the brewery, and uh, I'm pretty sure they had samples at the end. But I don't think they offer that anymore for some reason. If Budweiser offered us a sponsorship for $1,000 a month, would you become a Spud Budweiser fan? Uh, well, you can become a fan, but do you have to drink it? Budweiser is going to sponsor our podcast for $1,000 a month. Are you going to be a Budweiser fan? Hell no. You have if to you, be. If you wanna, no, if you want to give me the money, fine. But it doesn't mean I have to promote or sponsor or anything. Oh, so now they're not going to give us the money. They were going yeah. to give us the money, and now they're not doing it anymore. They're bringing back the frogs now, so... <laughs> we're gonna have to deal with the frogs <laughs> alright so I'm gonna go mine is gonna be ending the night with fireworks I know currently there's no fireworks but that's one thing that like I don't think they did it right away it took years for them to start doing it every night but fireworks at the end of the day is a game changer I mean that's I mean what's better than you know 4th of July the, you know, Main Street is is based on Fourth of July. That there's Fourth of July every day, and that's why there's fireworks at the end of the night. So that is something that's spectacular. That no matter what day of the year the year it was in the Magic Kingdom, there was always fireworks. Whereas you go to any other park, it was never like that. I, I never thought about the fireworks. Yeah. I mean, I know on certain nights there's. Normally around holidays, there's some parks that will do right. fireworks, but it's it's not you know. Obviously, they don't have the budget like Disney does to do it every single night. So, exactly. um, but yeah, I, I I didn't even take that in consideration. Yeah, I mean fireworks are pretty special too. I mean, I think that's part of the magic you know of Disney is that nighttime, that ending on such a climax. You know, having you know, whether it be your child on your shoulders, um, you know, watching the fireworks for the first time or listening to whatever the accompaniment is. Um, so that is definitely unique and definitely something that I really do, uh, you know, enjoy and miss. So, uh, But you, you said it wrong, Jesse. It's child on your shoulders while holding an iPad trying to record the fireworks. Right, mm, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and watch the fireworks... And watching the fireworks on the iPad, not actually watching the fireworks. Right. <laughs> so when you brought this up, the first thing that I thought of, and it's something I look forward to every time, and there might be other places that have it. I'm sure there probably is. But the water bridge, to me, just sticks out as oh. 
it, it just says Disney. It makes me feel like you know I'm 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 finally back. Now I I a couple years ago I did a deep dive on water bridges, and they're much more popular in Europe. There's quite a few places in Europe that have water bridges. But that, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, very few places in the states that do. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen another one, but like I said, I'm sure there's got to be somewhere. I mean, it's not it's not that difficult to pull off, but it's like you said, it's just not something that's uh, very common. Yeah, because I remember there was there's some place in like Europe where there's like a, literally like a water bridge for my like a mile or so, and you see people's boats on there going whatever. I, I, I visually I can't remember what it is, but I remember that there was something, and I was like, holy cow, that's amazing. And, and it really is, you know, it's like it, yeah. impressive engineering. Yeah. I would say for me, um, one of the things that I find unique um, about Walt Disney World are the smells. Um, I think there are certain smells that, you know, you automatically, when you smell it, you know, I'm here uh, or I'm at Walt Disney World. Right. I'm in the park. Um you know, one of my favorite smells, and I think this is something that you see all the time on, you know, in the Diz community, is the um, is the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. I mean, it just has that smell to it, where it's like if you could bottle that and actually bought. I mean, I know that there's replica scents out there, but nothing like the original. Um, and I think you you know you could say the same for something like Spaceship Earth. You know, when you're when you're on on that attraction or you know, if, uh, you know, whatever it might be, there are just certain unique smells that, you know, that are, that you're only going to get at Walt Disney World. And I know that's a, a ridiculous thing to think about, but we associate memory with smell. And I think that it's nostalgia. Now, I'm one of those people that I never smell the smell of mouse gears. And everybody says it smells like poop. I think I only ever smelt it once and it wasn't very long, but I don't know how many people, so many people that I've heard talk about or mentioning that it just smells in mouse gears. And I've only ever experienced that once. And that was like the last time I was in mouse gears. I know where um, Betamax is right before you enter that area right there always smells like a broken sewer pipe. Oh, really? Or even like, or like wet mildew or something like that. I'm not sure if they had like, some kind of water problem around that area, but I've always smelt like some kind of mus musky, yeah, smell over there. Did, Maybe did you travel. Did you call him Betamax? Oh, is it Betamax? Betamax. Ryan discovered it. He's just got his VHS. <laughs> A laser disc. <laughs> <laughs> That was his original name. <laughs> That's what you think. No one knew that. No, no, no. A little trivia. What else you got, Brian? What else do I got? Oh my god. You only had I... one. No. I lost my paper. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> oh, it's on my phone. Never mind. Oh boy. Oh, <laughs> oh geez. Oh boy. Um, I would have to say the different types of transportation. Um, It's... You don't really see, like, you know, usually there's buses, but you have, you could go on boat, you could go on bus, you could go on monorail. You know, if you want to, if you're, if you don't want to take a monorail to the, um, a certain, a certain hotel, you could just take the boat if you want to. If it, if it supports it, there's, 
different ways of getting around. You don't really get that. You usually get like a bus or you have to drive the car to the theme park. And there's no way to drive your car to Magic Kingdom. That would be really nice, though. I think you can. It's just frowned upon very highly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. There was one time we were uh, on the bus going in and someone actually turned in where the buses are and didn't realize what they had done. And then they just completely stopped because they're like, I don't know how to get out of here. So it had traffic backed up forever. Like security guards had to come and like get them turned around and everything. It was, it was funny. But at the same time, I was like, I just want to get off the bus and get in the park and they wouldn't let anybody off. So it was uh, a little annoying after a while. Oh, All right. So next on my list is going to be audio animatronics. You know, Disney pretty much invented that with, you know, Abraham Lincoln standing up for the first time and people were amazed by that and the, the talking tiki birds. You know, that was a game changer for for the theme park entertainment industry and it hasn't stopped and it's, they continue to do that and they progress. You know, now the, the animatronics have um, projectors in them so they can move their eyes and whatnot. So it's come, it's come, some, come such a long way that it's just so impressive so many things that they've done with that it's you know you don't have to just rely on a a screen with today's technology at least they're, they're incorporating screens and keeping the audio, audio animatronics alive yeah it's always funny when you go to like a six flags or something and you right. go in the their haunted house and they're they have somewhat of a movement to them but you hear all the you know, all the cylinders are firing and you hear all the, so it's just, it's, it's completely night and day difference when you start comparing that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like Coke uh, to Pepsi. So, you know, well, I guess it depends on what side you're on, on that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that one for another day. <laughs> Go whip the citrus roll. Uh, there's a fight words right there. <clears throat> um, Next thing I was going to mention, and Brian kind of touched on it with the the transportation, but I don't know of anywhere else that you can go and, and take a monorail right through the middle of a resort. And I remember being a kid and getting on there and just being completely blown away that you know this train is going right through and how close you are to the walls and everything. I was like, you know, if something were to shift just right. It would be a bad day for everybody right. in yeah. here. So, um, I, I've always been amazed with that, and you know, it's especially when you're uh, inside the contemporary and you get to, to watch it come, you know, buzzing overhead and everything. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, that's that was actually one of mine in the monorail. But um, another one that's unique on my list, and I think that is. Um, um, you know, this is fairly recent too. Um, you know, the Millennium Falcon, a life-size Millennium Falcon. Um, I, to my knowledge, and, and correct me if you, if I'm wrong out there, Star Wars fans, but um, I don't think that you can get a full-size Millennium Falcon anywhere. And uh, you know, that's one of the things that is unique to Disney right now is uh, that, and it's incredible. Um, like I said, even if you just go to visit Galaxy's Edge for that alone, I think is uh, it's it's breathtaking. Right. Uh, speak for yourself. I've got a Millennium Falcon in the backyard. So. <laughs> I'm jealous, and I also <laughs> want to see that bill. So, um, my um, 
the unique thing, unique thing I thought of was um, all different hotels. There's so many different places you could stay and themed out, and um, it's so easy to, you know, I guess the same kind of answer I had before is from your hotel to the theme park. It's it's a very easy for you to get around. Um, before, when you go to theme parks, you have to go to a Howard Johnson or or so, you know, Marriott. Um, had to rent a car, but for this, you have hotels that you could pretty much sometimes even walk to the park. Or um, if you want, you could camp out over at Fort, Fort Wilderness. You kind of just have to, you know, whatever you're into. So it's actually, it's nice that you have a huge variety of different ways to stay around the park. Uh, yeah, sure. that's, yeah, sure. <laughs> I was on mute. I'm talking. I'm like, oh, it's, it's coming out. Was, was my answer not good enough? It, it, no, it was not good. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, that was, there weren't really theme parks that you can just, you know, get up and, and walk out and, and enter a park within, you know, a reasonable distance. So, you know, that's definitely a game changer because who else besides Disney started that? I mean, how long it was it until Universal did that? And that was in Florida. And that was in the late 80s. So, it's definitely uh, something that Disney was known for and people copied. And it's nice to have different themes. If you want to do right. like an 80s theme, you could set a pop. You go on, you like to like more of the outdoorsy, you could set a Fort Wilderness or a Wilderness Lodge. Uh, more modern, you could stay at, um, you know, Grand Floridian and, you know, more upscale. Right. So, and, you know, you could, if you want to just go camping and pay it's like $75, $90, or you could pay $500 and stay at a bigger, um, with air conditioning. With air conditioning. Yes. But you know what? Fort Wilderness, the, uh, the campsites, they give you plugs. So you can bring your own air conditioner if you want. Well, you could, but it's not going to do so well when you have a hole in your tent. <laughs> <laughs> you well, you, go ahead, you, put, you put the air conditioner in, then you zip it down. The whole time you go... <laughs> 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 Alright, so uh, my last one here that I have, it's... It's the terminology of guests. While we are the consumer of the the Disney product, Disney considered us guests and not just a customer. You know, it's a way to make people feel more like people. You know, it's not just like somebody who's walking by and purchasing a shirt and leaving. They they consider you guests. You're there to stay. You're there to eat. You're there to to ride things enjoy things so i like the terminology guests and how many places have you gone to and hotels now they refer to you as a guest and it's it's just not like a customer anymore so even in stores you see that too guests so it's disney definitely changed the game there as well yeah and, and to kind of piggyback with that i was kind of going in the same direction but i was talking about their, their the cast members i mean they're not employees yeah. or, or anything like that but they're, they're cast members so it, it's kind of it changes your whole perspective of you know uh, the consumer versus the employer you know all that kind of stuff so yeah th- they've changed that and you, you've got a lot of other companies after that have char- started changing the way they refer to their you know employees or whatever you know their different names and and all that kind of stuff so um Again, it, you know, it's the, the the Disney standard that a lot of people try to uh, duplicate with their their products and everything. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's kind of a lot of, you know, they set the bar and I think a lot of other people try to maintain or, 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 re, or not maintain, obtain that kind of level of service. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it sets them apart, you know, from cast member to, um, you know, to, you know, just the down to, I mean, everybody's referred to as cast member, but I think everybody you interact with there is, is trained in that customer service level, whether it be the person sweeping at Magic Kingdom or if it's the, you know, the higher up hotel front desk manager, whatever. Um, my last uh, unique thing about Disney, and I think this is something that uh, one of the, my favorite things about Disney, and I always say this, I think food is an attraction. Uh, and especially when it comes to Disney, uh, I think the food at Disney is unique. I, there are things at Disney that you can get that one, even if you try to get somewhere else, it's never going to uh, uh, it's not going to be the same. You're not going to have the same type of uh, reaction to it. Um, and, you know, whether it be um, a, which is ridiculous, it, people think that a Mickey premium bar is better at Walt Disney World than it is if you buy it at the grocery store or if you're eating Dole Whip. I know that you can get Dole Whip other places, but I have yet to taste Dole Whip anywhere else that's as good as what you're getting at the Pineapple Lanai at Polynesian or over at Aloha Isle in Magic Kingdom, whatever. Um, but the food in itself, I think, is is unique. And that's something, you know, there's there's whole websites devoted to Disney food, you know. So it's like there's just so much that you can go and do and eat and experience. And, you know, whether it be at one of the Epcot festivals or if it's at your favorite restaurant. The one thing I want to say is the thing about the Dole Whip, and I've had the Dole Whips outside of Disney parks, is that um, the Disney version is a far inferior product versus Citrus World just because the ones outside of Disney, they tend to be, when you get the the swirl, they tend to be due for two different colors, but the Disney one kind of looks like it's one color now. I don't know if you ever noticed that. It's been awesome. And I know we have some place near us where I work, where you used to work, Sean, where um, yep. they had Dole Whip. And I tried it once, and it was good, but I don't remember it being different colored. Maybe I just, I only went there once. You can meet me there again. Yeah? Maybe we can have a hot dog, too. We could do that, I yes. know you love wieners. <laughs> oh, man. Family friendly, family friendly. But I, I will say, you know, what Jesse was talking about. Disney's food has come a long way from compared to when we were first going. I remember my parents would always, you know, pack a lunch or whatever to eat in the parks because all you could get were burgers and fries, and they were some of the worst (laughs) burgers and fries you could ever think. I mean, it was legit theme park food, and and it had that that uh, that name for a reason. So now the fries were McDonald's, right? That was only Uh, in a specific one location. One yeah. location only. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. But I have one, one last one. It's not just about the rides. What's Usually on theme parks, it's all about the rides. Well, you have a parade, you have the fireworks show, like you were saying. But also, just say if you just want to have a scavenger hunt, you could have the scavenger hunt over at Epcot, or you could look for hidden Mickey's, or just sit on Main Street, people watch and listen to the music and. You know, you have shows that you can sit and watch. It's it's not just about going on rides like most theme parks have. That's why I kind of enjoy. If you just want to go there and 
sit through Phil Philhar Magic or just watch the fireworks show at night or or um, a parade if they ever have parades in the hey, Kingdom. Yet. Question about um. Oh my god, I lost my train of thought because I got a text message. Forget it, I'm lost, I'm out. <laughs> I like how it's just, it's not just about the ride. They have so much more to do. Yeah, I mean, you're right. There's a lot more to do. It's not always about the rides, but to me, it has a lot to do with the rides. I love the rides, but you know, it is, well, it goes beyond that. It's just, it's sightseeing. Yeah. It's like you're walking through an amusement park and you're, you're sightseeing. And I, I love sightseeing and, and, and walking around towns and cities and just people watching and, and yeah. looking at stuff. And so, yeah, yeah. It, there's a lot to do. That's just not rides and not food. And, you know, even like people. walking down main street, walking through main street the first time, or even yeah. at night, when the fireworks are over and like the, the lights are dim and you just, you're leaving the park. I love just walking around main street and just relaxing and listening to the music. And sometimes they'll let the snow fall during the holidays. I like that. That's nice. Absolutely. You know, and I, I think you're right. You know, when it comes to, the Disney attractions and, and not just the rides that we're talking about, the, the overall, you know, the shows, or like you said, the, um, the entertainment, like the Dapper Dan's on main street, things like that. It's what sets Disney apart from any other theme park. Um, you know, even if we're talking about the parks down the road, um, you know, there's something different about it just being a thrill ride. Um, you know, just getting on Everest, Everest tells a story as you're going through the queue, you know, it's the story of the ride. It's not just the ride itself. The ride is amazing, but it's just the idea of the Yeti, you know, or if you're going over to, you know, whatever, you know, whatever different ride, World Tower Showcase. of Terror, Haunted Mansion. Yeah. So even walking around incredible. World Showcase, just if I lived in the Florida area, I could find myself just going to Epcot just to walk around World Showcase with a yeah. cup of coffee or even a Magic Kingdom just to enjoy the music. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one thing we didn't really even cover is the storytelling. It's, I mean, that's mm-hmm. on a whole other level. I mean, because you you walking into Main Street is a story. That's the, yep. before you even step into the park, it's a story. You know, so that that is Disney. Disney did that, and you, you can see that. I mean, I don't even know. It's hard to like. I'm not in because been going to the parks for such a long time. I don't know what the impression is to somebody who's going there for the first time. Like what. Are they seeing that, that there is a story involved with the attractions that they go on without being on the internet and telling them that, you know, I'm, I'm curious. I walked in blind. I, I went when I was younger, but when I, the first time I went in, that's the first thing I know is like Main Street going, wow, you know, and I got more in depth with it when I, if I did, Mar- um, I did Marceline to the Magic Kingdom, they explained the story of the, the lights on Main Street, how they progressed going down it, you know, and there are stories behind it and also the windows. So, um, yeah, if you have time, and Marceline to the Magic Kingdom is a really cheap tour, um, very affordable, and they really explain to you, you know, like you were saying, the storytelling on Main Street. Right. Anybody else have anything to add? Nope, I'm good. Okay. Take it away. That's going to do it for this week, but first we want to thank our sponsors, Kingdom Strollers. Get your premium stroller and crib rental at KingdomStrollers.com. Let the vacation experts at MousePros.com help plan your next perfect Disney vacation. Don't forget to check out our store at RedBubble.com slash Tiki Talk Podcast, and you can connect with us on social media. Find us on Facebook at Enchanted Tiki Talk. Instagram and Twitter is Tiki Talk Podcast. You can also leave us a message on the Tiki Hotline, which is 256 for my tiki 
256-469-8454. And if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. You can find me on Twitter at TikiShawn99. You can find me on Instagram, I think, at TikiShawn. Or maybe TikiShawn99. I don't know. <laughs> you can message me, Sean at mousepros.com and mouseworldbycages.com. You can find Keith at um, Centerfold. Keith is a Sean, since I started this podcast, you have not told your correct Twitter address yet. Yeah, I know. It's bad. I don't, I don't even know. It, so I mean, how, many, how many other Sean's out there are getting those tweets from other people? <laughs> right, yeah. Like, what the... I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not even on Twitter. I don't even know why I say it anymore. Okay, go on. <laughs> uh, I'm on Instagram at mholly579. Y'all go ahead. I, I, I cut my Twitter out, so y'all go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'm on all social media at Brian Testaroni. That's uh, Testaroni, T-E-S-O-R-O-N-I. And you can find me on Twitter at DisneyDad23, or you can find me on Facebook at Jesse's Disney Travel. Uh, special thanks to Steve this week for bringing the news. Uh, make sure you go check out Disney Diary for all your Disney news. And with that being said, Alan, it's your turn, buddy. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha.